Life was rough for the Suttons, but things certainly took a turn for the lively when Ida Early came over the mountain. This week on the podcast, Ida Early Comes Over the Mountain by Robert Birch. Hey, and welcome to Growing Up Bookish. It's a book podcast where we reread books that we used to love and see if we still love them. I'm one of your hosts, Emma. I am Allison. And today we're reading one of my picks. And it's a depressing one. It's no, <laughs> literally. No, it's about the Great Depression. <laughs> right. It's, this one is not a depressing book. No. It's just about the depression. Yes, this is Ida Early Comes Over the Mountain, and it's going to be really hard for me not to slip into Southern accent while reading any of this. Ida Early. Ida Early Comes Over such, the Mountain. That's such a like Southern I love it. country name. Ida. Ida Early. Ida Early. Uh, so, memories about this one. This was assigned to us in the fourth grade. I guess the fourth grade was like all about this kind of lifestyle because I was assigned Blue Willow. We read Blue Willow. I know we read um, Little House on the Prairie. And your teacher just really liked that shit. That's what it is. Yeah. She and was just it, like, I love this plantation Great Depression bullshit. I loved it too. I hate it. Oh. I would have hated being in that class. <laughs> um, so for this one, we, I guess, I can't remember if everybody was told to do like an art project, but we definitely had to do some kind of like book report project on Ida Early Comes Over the Mountain. And mine was a pig. I made a paper mache pig. Uh, She was painted hot pink. It wasn't even like pale Not even like pale. Oh, no. Not pig pink. No, and it was that um, really chalky paint that you had to use. Yeah. Uh, So I made a pig, and I've kept that pig for a long time. I don't know. You still have it? I don't know if I do. Oh, no. Last time I looked, it was in my mom's attic, but... I I've, loved that pig. I had made a so paper mache dinosaur once, Ooh. and I kept it for a really long time. I think I only finally got rid of it when, like, my mom sent it to me in a box after I'd, like, moved away and was an adult, and I was like, Wah. but uh, before that, I just sat in my room. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I'm going to search for the pig because <laughs> I was extremely proud of it. Um, so I have fond memories of this book. I don't. I guess the only fond memory is that I made that pig and I was really proud of it. Did you remember anything about the actual plot beforehand? No, but I do remember liking Ida Early and thinking she was kind of like Amelia Bedelia, which I love yeah. Amelia Bedelia books. I do want to mention that the uh, the front cover says she's like Mary Poppins. She is nothing like Mary Poppins. She's she's a, mount, always, she's a mountain Mary Poppins. No, mountain. Yeah, they call her a mountain Mary Poppins. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, no, because Mary Poppins had her shit together and this lady does not. <laughs> She was more, she reminded me more of like Pippi Longstocking. I do think, yes. Pippi. Like that's what it should Pippi have been too. like. I guess the only Mary Poppins thing about her is that she's watching kids. Kids, like, yes. That's it. She's but, the nanny. But she doesn't have her shit together. Not really. I think she does. Mm. I think she does. Mary Poppins would never get all like self-conscious and shit. Oh, that kind of shit together. <laughs> yeah, ma- yes, yes. I Mary Poppins is like, I am who I am, bitches. <laughs> no, this lady has some issues. Um, so we'll get right into some of her issues. Yeah, the first two chapters, I hated her. Did you really? Yeah, because she, she like, um, imposes upon this family, just shows up on their doorstep. They needed help! Okay, but she didn't know that. So, <laughs> so she shows up on their doorstep, and she's like, hey, do you have work? And he's like, not really. And he's like, but maybe, I don't know, can you cook? And she's like, yeah, I can cook. And he's like, all right, well, come help cook. And I guess, like, it was understood that she was only supposed to do it for, like, that day or something. But she's like, no, I live here now. <laughs> and they're like, excuse what? me? Uh, and then she doesn't even do any of the cooking. Wait. She makes other people do okay, it. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right. I mean, we could run through four chapters in one sentence. Well, I just want... <laughs> I'm just going to set this up. All right, All right. I'm getting ahead of it. We've, we've we got the Sutton family here. We got Mr. Sutton and his four kids, Randall, Ellen, Clay, and Dewey. Clay and Dewey are the twins. Clay and Dewey. Now his wife has passed away, and he's got Aunt Ernestine from Atlanta living with him right now. And nobody likes Aunt Ernestine because she is this, yes, condescending, critical, yeah. Yeah. 
and she usually makes Randall and Ellen do the those are the older two kids. She usually makes them do everything, but criticizes them the entire time that they're doing it. So why is she even there? Just just because they're too young to be alone? I guess. And I think it's that time where like women are, you know, she's so concerned about her her brother and how he's getting along without his wife mm-hmm. and he he's got a full-time job so there is the a lot of that there's a lot of oh this this grown man can't possibly take care of his family by himself without a I woman feel like around do- i feel like they were doing pretty good yes anyway in the beginning yes but ida shows up um and like you said she's like hey do you got work maybe we'll see can you cook sure la 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 the next chapter the stew making fool She's left at the house with the kids and told to make stew and cornbread and turnip greens. I hate turnip oh. greens, but I like cornbread. All of it I don't speaks like stew to me. Either. I don't like stew <laughs> and I don't like turnip <laughs> greens. I'll just eat the cornbread. And you were raised in the South. No. No, you weren't. Uh-uh. That's right. Well, you... I lived in the South for, like, I went to Alabama high school. High school in Alabama, but before then we were in Texas and Virginia and Illinois. Okay, so you so weren't, yeah. All over. Okay. I was raised in the South, so Southern food is, like, Well, also my dad is my Southern, soul. but my mom is not. So, so you know, we didn't really have Southern traditional yeah. whatever. Like, my dad liked fried okra, mm. but none of us liked it, so my mom made it just for him. <laughs> oh, Fried okra's nice. nasty. No, it's good. She used to make me fried squash instead. Okay. Which I do like. That I like. She tried. Yeah. She did try. Um, let me see. Chapter two, we're still, yeah. Chapter two, literally nothing happens. No, it's just on Ernestine asks her to make wait, the stew, and then that's wait, it. No. <laughs> they go to the store, and the kids give them money for candy, and they mention Monopoly. I There's do, something. Well, see, I don't remember them mentioning it here. I remember them mentioning it later. They're saving. They to go to the store, and it's sold out. They're saving their money to try to get Monopoly, because everybody's talking about Monopoly. I'm pretty excited because I love Monopoly. What? I hate I Monopoly. It. Hate it's so it. fun. It's so boring. No, it's not. Did you always play with the houses? Yeah. Oh, God. But no. there's like quick rules. There's like quick game versions. Oh. Maybe you're just always playing the slow one. Maybe. Oh, I mean, we didn't even use the houses. I hated the real estate part of it. That's the whole point <laughs> of it. Well, how do you play it without the you real just, estate? I just liked the little markers and moving you them around. You just wanted to buy the properties and then whoever had the most properties yeah. at the end. Yeah. I just didn't want to use the houses. I feel like for children, the houses might be too much. It was. And it was boring. It wasn't boring. It was great. I <laughs> love that game. No one ever wants to play Monopoly with me. Uh, no. Well, there back in the day, well, not back in the day, but like there was like around the time of the first Xbox, there was a like an online, or it was Xbox 360 because that was online. There was an online Monopoly where I could play with other people. Was that fun? Yes. Ugh. But the problem was, is because it was a computer, like, people had ways to, like, fudge the system. Mm. Like, you know how you probably didn't play it. No, I didn't. So um, (laughs) there's things where you can, like, buy a property at auction and, like, they'll either uh, accept it or deny it. So people would, like, go $1, $1, $1, $1 until it got accepted. So it would take forever. Oh, I don't (laughs) even know what that means. It's just trying to get a property for as little as the computer will allow you to get it for. Okay. You know, by by And by the it end by of it, dollar. is it like if you have the most property as far as like the house? It's houses whoever has the most money okay. at the end. And people love to play this in the Depression era. So you don't have to have the most property if you have lots of houses on your own property. So. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. It was fun. It was a hit back, back in the day <laughs> because it was sold out. Uh, chapter 3... It's called the Tiddlywinks Champion of the Whole Wide World. So basically, Ida just spends her whole time. Yeah. <laughs> getting the kids to do her work for her. She's teaching them uh, how they to. They already knew how to do it because they, they were the ones doing it before. <laughs> she just wanted to get out of working. She's like, she came to these people and is like, let me cook for you. And then she doesn't even effing do it. <laughs> she just makes the kids Ellen, do it. Yeah, Ellen and Randall spend the time. And she they, tricks them. It's not even she like does. she asks she does. them no, she to does. help. She the straight loser, up tricks them. The loser of the tiddlywinks round has to cook. Yeah. 
So and she does Ida, literally nothing. And Ida, I think, no, at the end, Ida does a little bit of cooking, doesn't she? No, there's a time when uh, she was the loser, and Ellen's like, uh, you're the loser, that means you have to cook, right? And she's like, well, but you already started. It oh, would yeah, be right. right for me to, like, finish it for you. <laughs> that's right. So at this point, I'm like, I hate this I woman. Know. I put in my notes, I was like, oh, why did I like this character? Because it. at the end of this chapter, when Aunt Ernestine and Mr. Sutton come back, Ida takes full credit for making the stew. That is terrible. She's not very likable. Not at this point. She gets a better. little better, she but not better. much. Not much. Chapter four. Um, let's see. We're just giving a little snippet of dinner with the Sutton family. Just a little chit chat. Ellen likes a boy. and This Ida is t- the chapter where she tricks him into letting her live there. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> where she's- well, she already slept there. On Ernestine, well, she slept there the night before without permission yeah. uh, in their barn or whatever. But These are they're different like times. dinner's over or whatever. The kids are in bed, and On Ernestine's like, All right, you can go home now. And she's like, This is my home. And she's like, Excuse, Excuse me? me? And she's like, Yeah, I thought I'd just you know, live here. And, you know, Mr. Sutton's just like a nice, gentle old guy. And he's like, Okay. But she's having so much fun with the kids. I guess, but it's presumptuous. Um, let's see. I think I wanted to read a little bit about this because Aunt Ernestine wants Ida to wash the dishes but the twins want her to read comics which by the way when you were a kid did you call them funnies I did not oh because my dad did did he and I was like is that a southern thing because my dad's very southern (laughs) yeah so he called it the funnies and then I remember saying it later in life and people being like what What are you talking about funnies (laughs) that's what he called them no I, I think I called them comics Dewey said happily guess what Aunt Ernestine Ida Early's going to read us the funny papers. No, she's not. Ida's going to wash the dishes. Aunt Ernestine sounded very sure of it. Of course I am, said Ida, sitting down between Clay and Dewey. But first, we'll just have a look at Little Orphan Annie. Oh boy, said Dewey. We like Little Orphan Annie. After Ida had read the strip to them, Clay said, We like Dick Tracy, too. Well, ain't that a jolly coincidence, said Ida. So do I. In fact, I like them all. So do we, said Clay. Let's read some more. Ida started reading Dick Tracy to them, but Aunt Ernestine interrupted. The comic strips will wait. The dishes won't. Oh, no, ma'am, said Ida. It's the other way around. If the funnies are not read, they're liable to disappear. Somebody will throw them out or burn them up or something. But dirty dishes? Why, I ain't never known one of them to get away. She continued to read to the twins while Randall and Ellen washed and dried the dishes. They were accustomed to doing them anyway, and they seemed to go faster this time because they listened to Ida. See, she's making their work fun. Uh huh. <laughs> You're like, no, no. She's no. taking advantage of this family. But I like how she kind of stands up to Aunt Ernestine, and I like that the I kids guess, see her doing that too. Okay, so Aunt Ernestine's not a likable character, but it's still more her house than Ida's, and she's being rude <laughs> and not doing what she's not getting paid for. I guess because I don't think they pay her, but like I. I don't know. I just yeah. I just see her as being a dispers- disrespectful brat. I see her as being funny. As a kid, so- maybe I would. I'd be like, yeah, you tell those grown-ups. <laughs> but n- now as a grown-up, I'm like, like no. I'm like, no. Yeah. You're a stranger in my house. You do what I say. <laughs> I'm paying you. <laughs> yeah, so we do learn that she slept in the barn yep. before approaching the house about work. Um, and I think in my notes, I was like, uh, so she's kind of like this lazy fairy. She plucks the lazy from you and makes you do the work so you can see, oh, I'm capable of doing these things. Or maybe she just hangs around for seven days so you, like, build up the habits of <laughs> oh, okay. washing so the really, dishes yourself and making your own her lunch. Her job here is to uh, teach children to be responsible. She's the adulting fairy. She okay. she helps you learn how to be an adult. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> I mean, if that were the uh, story that they were telling, I might be more on board with it. But they are paying for this lesson. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, chapter five. Finally, Ida is doing something. Yeah, she makes a breakfast and yeah. it's good. She makes a delicious breakfast yeah. with sawmill gravy, which apparently is called sawmill gravy because sometimes it would get so thick that the people working in the lumberyard would accuse the cook of... Putting sawdust in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. gross. But they d- it wasn't real sawmill. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't like gravy, so... I don't either. I guess... I don't like custard either because they also have custard. They have whiskey. Boiled whiskey custard. Yeah. I've... That don't, sounds gross. Yeah, I don't like the consistency of custard, I don't so either. not into it. Mm-mm. Unless it's in a donut. 
Yes, I do like that. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. Custard-filled donut. And then we're also introduced to the pig. This is where uh, Mayflower comes in. Mayflower is their pig. And I'm not really sure why I chose to make a pig because I kind of felt like she would have more uh, spots in the story. So why my mind gravitated towards a pig? Maybe just because it's it's a cute animal. Like I uh, that's probably what I would I choose too. What else? If are there you were make? a mouse in there, I'd make yeah. the mouse. But <laughs> it's it's really the only animal in the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we learn about Mayflower the pig. She's a mommy pig. Has like I don't know seven. I don't remember seven how many. piglets. She she's got tiny pigs. But she's I feel like and she's brought into the story to show the mother. I mean, that's the only reason why I can think. That the only they would reason I can think is later, in. like, she'd save some kid from being like hurt by the pig. But she's the that's... only. She's like the only mother figure in there. And Ernestine's not a mother figure. Yeah, but Ida's not a mother figure. The pig mom isn't even a good mom. She's always like shoving what? her kids out of the way. <laughs> she's got to eat to feed her babies. <laughs> that's true. Just saying. <laughs> the uh, the true. little piglets are like, I want to eat, and she she's just like, shoves Get them out of the way. Kid. Yeah. I'm first. Um, and I think this chapter ends with Ida making up more stories. Yeah, she she lies a bunch, too. That's another reason to like her. She's she's coming up with fun stories for the kids. I think they know that she's Well, lying. the older kids do, but I you, don't think the you younger You think the kids. twins think that she's totally telling the truth? I don't know. Well, she says that she was a cook on a pirate ship. Yeah. Because I think she slipped up and, and said that she had been a cook like in Knoxville. For another family. Yeah, and the the twins looked disappointed. That she had another family? <laughs> well, that it was a boring, like, a boring, boring story. Yeah. yeah. So then she switched it. And it was like, oh, no, I was a cook on a pirate ship. Chapter six. So how do you like, did you like how these chapters flow? Did you notice anything about that? The only thing I noticed is that they're not connected. It's just like, here's a new episode. It's like TV episodes. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's like, here's a new adventure this chapter. Here's a new adventure this chapter. Like, later there's some that are connected, I guess. But, like, a lot of them are just, like, each chapter is, like, a different silly thing that happens to them. Because this one's all about her getting them to take a bath. It's literally the entire chapter is her getting the twins to take a bath and they make a mess all over the floor at the end. <laughs> that's the end of the chapter. But the mess on the floor is used to clean the floor. See, that also reminds me of Pippi Longstocking. Yes, me too. Yeah. That was my favorite scene in that movie. When they clean up the house yeah. with the... Scrubbing day <laughs> is oh my, my favorite day. Because on scrubbing day, we get every, everything gets wet. <laughs> of course you remember that song. Oh, I forgot about that song. Um, yeah, I think with this, I was like, uh, she throws the twins in with their clothes and then dumps the soapy water onto the floor to mop. Very efficient and pragmatic. I like her style. The end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But see, she's doing more. No, she's doing stuff. I'm not saying she never did anything. I was saying at the beginning of the book I hated her because yeah. I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Uh, I don't know what the point of showing her at the beginning manipulating the kids into doing her work for her was. Because if it was supposed to endear me to her, it, it did didn't not. Work. You didn't think it was funny? or No. Okay. Maybe as a kid I would have. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm just like, I hate this lady. Did Who you the ever, fuck are you? Did you ever watch the Nanny McPhee movies? No. Okay. Is this like that? Kind of. So yeah. she's more like that than Mary Poppins? Well, I mean, I think Nanny McPhee, oh, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. She was a little bit more stern, I think. See, I feel like if the kids were badly behaved, like if they were bad kids, and yeah, she was that's whipping usually, them into shape. That's usually the plot line, too. And that, that would have been better, are, but these aren't bad kids. No, they're not. They're, they're like good kids that, you know, do their chores or whatever and she's just like yeah your dad hired me to cook but i'm gonna make you do it all like i i don't get it but she helps well no she doesn't even need to help them with tiddlywinks because the twins were pretty good at it at that point she had done nothing she made a breakfast the next day hallelujah she's she saved her skin with that yeah. delicious breakfast and that whiskey custard yeah, and I don't know. I guess she does things later, but whatever. Chapter 7 is close call. Randall's friend JC comes over and meets Ida. This is why I think the, the pig exists, because the pig, angry pig mom, 
Like, I don't even remember. I kind of skimmed this chapter because I gave no shits about these two kids. Oh. <laughs> Wait, which one? JC and Archie? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, like, Archie's a young kid and JC is, like, Randall's friend. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't think we mentioned that this book is sort of from Randall's point of view, but not really. Yeah, like, it steps kinda. in every so often and yeah. it's Randall. Yeah. A lot of times it's, like, third person, but then sometimes it's, like, Randall thought this. It's not always from Randall's point of view. But yeah. I guess it sort of is. But anyway, so, yeah, JC is Randall's friend and, like, I don't know, the sow... Mayflower does gets angry and Archie almost gets hurt and yeah because Archie Archie's like messing with one of her little babies oh so that's supposed to make her a good mom yes she's very protective (laughs) she just wants her food first she gets really hangry and she gets hangry and then she can parent (laughs) and then she can parent exactly and yes and Ida saves him she rubs gets a stick and rubs rubs Mayflower's belly and saves the day Yep, she saved the day. The end. She does seem to have a lot of knowledge about how to, like, work on a farm and do things. She does. But if she told told the twins that, they'd be very disappointed. She would... Oh, I think they liken this to, like, her being a lion tamer. Like, oh, Oh, maybe she was a lion tamer. Yeah. Because she knows how to calm a pig. Yeah. (laughs) Chapter eight is called Country Club. Did you like this chapter? Um, okay, so... This chapter actually reminded me of something that would have happened in that show, Avonlea. Did you ever watch that show? No. I'm surprised. What is it? I feel like we've talked about this before because you would freaking love it. Because it's like kids on a fucking plantation. (laughs) I don't remember. It's actually like a little bit later. I think it's like maybe 40s or something. But they're definitely still like old timey. When did it come out? It was in the 90s. It was on uh, Disney Channel. So you may not have seen it. But like. You should look it up because okay. I think you would love it. But they, they got into all kinds of hijinks like this where they would like play tricks on each other and stuff. And those were always my favorite episodes. Yeah. So did you like this yeah. chapter? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> okay. this, this, it reminded me of that show and I used to really love that. Yeah. You should definitely watch Avonlea. I'm going to look it up now. Well, it's by the same, it's the same universe as Anne of Green Gables. Okay. So yes. It's, I would uh, definitely love it. based on another book that the same, that the author wrote. But okay. it, like it's the same same universe so they have some crossover characters okay oh i'm definitely gonna look that up you should i wonder if it'll be on disney plus it's so old i don't know and they've got to maybe if i i don't have disney plus so i don't know but like it hasn't come out yet oh it's coming out i I doubt it it's just so it's so old i don't know i don't even know but the 90s are cool now right maybe i'll look it up i'll try to find it yeah so in country club randall has an idea for a new game you go to the top of the barn, and then someone tries to enter the country club by using the password. However, the password is dumped on you. So yeah. if he's saying the password is corn shucks. Then they throw corn shucks, shucks. on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and they do it with all the kids. That's right. At turn. first, you get they get really upset, but then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, let's play this trick on Dewey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just goes on. And so finally, they're like, we're going to play this trick on Ida. Yeah. And I think the password is like. It's like five things. Yeah. And she takes her time coming down to the yeah. barn. She and totally <laughs> trolls them. It's kind of awesome. Yes. Because they're like, she's coming. And they're like hiding. And they're just like, and then they hide again. And then she like meanders off somewhere else. And they're like, wait, why isn't she coming? Yeah. When she finally gets there and they dump everything, uh, she has like a wash bin over her head. Yeah. And, and they're like, how did you know? She's like, I've been watching, watching you all day, doofus. <laughs> That's right. She was in the kitchen. Yeah. Doing some work. Watching them. Watching them. So she knew what to expect. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Next chapter. Just a, just a little one-off <laughs> adventure. <laughs> so next episode, chapter nine, there's a carnival in town. God, as soon as I, this came up, I was like, God, this is just like Blue Willow. That's all they do is just go to carnivals. carnivals. That's all they could do out here in the Look, Great Depression. There, there are no targets. Any, yeah. yeah, there's nothing except, yeah. Traveling carnival. This one, at least, they had like a freak show. Which, oh, was that interesting to you? It was interesting to me, but Ida was really uncomfortable with it. Yes. And so... We kind of get, like, the first glimpse of her being, like, uncomfortable that she apparently looks weird. But, like, what's so weird about her? Like, is she just oh, really yeah. homely? I guess I didn't read her her description. She's very tall. Well, yeah. She's, like, freakishly tall. She They said she was, she said, described it as being closer, as close to six feet as she is to seven, which would make me think she's six and a half feet. Yeah. Which is really freaking tall. So maybe that's why she feels like a freak. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, the kids kind of describe her as having like a scarecrow look. Well, her hair was kind of like a scraggly, scarecrow, scraggly, skinny, um, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. she's wearing overalls. Yeah, it doesn't and, dress like a lady. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when people are watching the freak, she gets real uncomfortable. She's yes. like, we shouldn't be like laughing at people's misfortune. And I agree. Yeah. If that were if freak shows existed today, I would definitely not be on board. I like reading about the history of freak shows because I find it a fascinating concept mm-hmm. of things that people actually were interested in back then. Yeah. It, almost in like a I can't believe this existed sort of way. Right. And so I was like, ooh, freak show. Yeah, but they didn't, get, that. They didn't give you much no, of that they one. Didn't. No, they didn't. Um, let's see. After the after the freak show, uh, what what is it? She oh, does she's the throwing, throwing contest. Yeah, the throwing thing, yeah. knocking over some dolls. And there's this guy there named Noon, who's like big, burly, and yeah. he's not doing so well. So he challenges Ida, and of course she beats him. Yeah, she's she, got really good aim. She yes, and she's then, shown that throughout the book that she's very good at aiming. Yeah, she can toss things. like a a coat and it lands on the coat rack yeah. across the room which yeah. not likely not like there was one so time I think where like she ma- is it magic no you don't think she's magical no <laughs> i don't but a lot of the things are impossible like i think she throws like a feather duster and it lands handle down in the like yes. tube and i'm like bullshit <laughs> i don't believe that <laughs> but yeah she's got really good aim and she smokes this guy yes. at the contest and of course his his feelings get hurt. Well, because fragile male yeah, gets fragile hurt. Yeah, fragile male ego. <laughs> and they they make fun of her and call her a freak. And then yep. some people laugh about it. Other people feel uncomfortable and kind of walk away. Yeah. But it definitely hits it a nerve with her. her. Yeah. And Randall notices it. Yes. Chapter ten. We've got uh, Sunday visitors. Yeah, they're crappy relatives. Crappy relatives. All the relatives Aunt, are crappy. Aunt Myrtle, Uncle Ross, and Kathy Alice. Kathy Alice. Kathy Alice. She's she's younger. They come to spend uh, the first Sunday in September. And Aunt Myrtle's kind of like Aunt Ernestine. Yeah. Just, just like her bossy. Critical. Judging you. Yeah. Just constant. Like, I think Mr. Sutton's doing all right. Yeah. And she keeps. She keeps being like, I'm going to come down and take care because you obviously can't handle it on your own. She's going to leave her husband. Yeah. To go take care of her brother and his family. Yeah. And I'm like. They don't need you. But they're bringing the kid, too, so her husband's just going to go, like, sleep with other ladies. <laughs> he's probably like, yeah. I mean, he was on board. She's like, I've talked to Ross, and he's fine He's with like, yes, it. please leave. <laughs> Get my wife away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but Mr. Sun's like, no, we're fine. We have Ida. And this gives – and Ida kind of picks up on the situation, and she walks off and lets – let them talk. Yeah, Aunt Myrtle just go off on how yeah. she doesn't approve of Ida. And yeah. Kathy Alice joins into it, saying she's weird. Teach your kids to be just polite. For Jesus real. Christ. For real. <laughs> um, just kind of an unpleasant yeah. an unpleasant visit. The best part is that Kathy Alice runs off to play country club. Yep. And Randall tries to stop her. Yep. Because uh, the password is what? Bucket of mud? Bucket of mud. <laughs> and uh, Randall's like, oh, no, maybe you shouldn't. And then uh, freaking Aunt Myrtle is like, how dare you try to stop my kid from doing what she wants? And <laughs> and Mr. Sutton's like, just let him go. Just, That's right. Just let him go. Although I bet they got yelled at a lot after that, but we don't get to see it. We don't get to see no. it, which I kind of wish we would. Eh, it's kind of nice that they just ended it. You know what happened. Yeah. Chapter 11, next episode, Schoolyard. Oh, this one's so sad. Yeah, this is when it starts <gasps> to, like, the story starts to take a turn. Yeah. And at this point, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I was kind of just like, well, how are they going to end this? I really didn't know. So Ida walks the twins to school. And uh, as she's walking back, she runs into Randall and Ellen. And they're out in the schoolyard with friends or whatever. I guess they're friends. Not very good friends. No. Uh, and they all make fun of Ida. Because mm-hmm. she looks weird. Mm-hmm. And... They don't stick up for her. They don't. They just are quiet. Yes. And Ida gets visibly upset and leaves. And uh, leaves Randall and Ellen feeling like shit. Yeah. And it's like should. the rest of the book has a totally different, different tone. Different tone, yep. Ugh. I'm just... Uh, yep. It's so sad. All right. So in chapter 12, the kids go to the drugstore this time. Monopoly sold out. Uh, they get some Rook cards, which I totally forgot about Rook. Did yeah, you ever I, have play pl- Rook? I, I have played it, but I I can't remember how it's played. I can't either. It's just been so long. But they should have gotten Parcheesi because that's my favorite. How do you play Parcheesi? It's kind of like, did you ever play Sorry? No. Oh, it's similar to that. You have like four colors on a board and you try to get from your, you try to get all the way around the board and into your spot. Okay. So you start at your spot, you get all the way around the board, but there's like things that can knock you back or whatever. There was a period when I went through, and it doesn't exist anymore, and I'm so upset. There was like an online uh, 
game where you could play spades and hearts and all that, and they added Parcheesi in there, mm. and I had the best time playing that online with a bunch of strangers, and I would play it like every freaking day. What, what year was this? I w- it was after I moved out, so it must have been 2000s. Okay. Because I, it wasn't when I was in high school. Okay. So somewhere in the 2000s, and when, when it went away, I was so upset because I played it. I played that game <laughs> so often, and I spent money on it because you could spend money to make your, like, avatar look different. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited about it, and, and I, it doesn't exist. And I think they, like, they changed it so they made, like, a CD-ROM version. So they okay, took, like, the yeah. software and they made it a CD-ROM version, but you couldn't play online with other people. That's, yeah. That's and I'm like, the, I want to play with real people. I don't want to play with your damn computer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. I've gotten off on a lot of tangents about games That's today. all right. That's all right. <laughs> There's not, I mean, I like that these chapters are pretty, I like that they're short and kind of like, is dense the, the right word? I, I mean, there's... Well, they're episodic, not, so a lot of things happen in one chapter, but yeah, it's not it's like, too, super deep. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like that not a lot of time is spent, I mean, I do like world building, yeah. but I feel like Blue Willow kind of like dragged a little uh, bit with yeah. some of the landscape. And this God, is, the landscape is awful. <laughs> I hate, this, I like this, this one way better than this Blue doesn't. Willow. It goes straight yeah. to the, straight to the event. Yeah. It's just like, we're going to describe this event. This yep. is what happened. Boom. Next yep. chapter. Here's the next event. Yes. This was a much better book than Blue Willow. Well, I don't know about that. But. Not not in literary terms, but as far as like enjoyment for me reading yeah. it, I could. You're like, yeah, I can get through yeah. this. This one was great. Blue Willow was a slog. Um, let's see. Oh, so the one of their main objectives at the drugstore is to get a gift for Ida because they right. feel so terrible. Yep. And they pick out. Checkers. Checkers. And Dewey wants to save his ice cream for her, which I thought was really that sweet. That is really cute. Yeah, the twins are really in love with her. It's, I love yeah. their relationship with yeah. her. They they think she's amazing and wonderful. Yeah. They're not embarrassed by her at all. Well, no, they're children. <laughs> but still. Just, when you're six, you don't think about, like, someone's looks, really. Like, you might yeah. be like, well, you're tall, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't been six in a long time. And I don't have a six-year-old. Yeah. How old is Isby? She's going to be five. Okay, so she's close. She is. Does she notice when people look weird? Does she, like, insult people? She doesn't know that she's doing it. For her, yeah. it's like she's commenting on yeah, what yeah. she's physically seeing. She's like, that person's but, real tall. But she does, she will say things like, I don't want people to laugh at me. I don't want. Oh, that sucks. I know. And I'm like, why are you even thinking about yeah. this stuff? God, she, I don't want to be a parent. I would worry about everything. <laughs> oh. And it would upset me so hard. I would be like, no, baby child. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about, about people laughing at you. <laughs> Enjoy your childhood. Yeah. But you can't talk sense into them. They're just going to be the way the, they're going to be. Well, I mean, if it's their feelings, it's their feelings. Man, but just, yeah, it's I hard. I want to control their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but when they get home, Ida's not there. Nope. And I don't think she's, she's not, we go into chapter 13 and she's still not there, right? Ida was there. Oh, wait. It took like a whole day. Yeah. It was like one full day. But isn't her bag still there? Is this when he puts the note? No. Oh, okay. No. I, I quit taking notes. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Um, I ran out of time this morning. I'm trying <laughs> to like write the notes so I remembered. And so. Well, I don't think it's too much further with this. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. I just, yeah. And I knew that you would tell me what happened. I'd remember. Yeah. So it's fine. I do the same thing too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she shows up the next school day, but she's different. Yeah. They she got was, word that she had, like, traveled to Gainesville, Georgia, maybe. Yeah, to go and shopping. She, yeah, she came back, and she's, like, wearing a dress yep. and a pink sweater. Yep. And... That's but she's still, yeah, she's still wearing her, her normal shoes. But, like, the dress is unevenly hemmed, yeah. and, like, the colors look off on her, and well, she just looks totally different. Well, they were talking about how she different. probably had to get a custom-made dress in Gainesville because oh, she's yeah. so tall. Mm-hmm. So that's why she couldn't just go to the store and get something. That's true. When the dishes were washed, Ellen brought out the checkerboard and put it on the table. Here's a present, she said. For us? said Dewey. What is it? No, said Ellen. It's for Ida. But what is it? asked Clay. A checkerboard, said Randall. Maybe we'll play something besides Tiddlywink around here for a while. But we don't know how to play checkers, said Dewey. We'll teach you, said Randall. But it's Ida's board and she gets to be first. Who you want to play, Ida? I'm going to bed, said Ida. Let somebody else be first. You're not sick, are you? asked Mr. Sutton. No, I'm not sick. If anything's wrong, I hope you'll let us try to help you. I'll be all right. You don't seem quite yourself, 
said Mr. Sutton. In fact, you don't look quite yourself either. He looked surprised now, as if he had not seen her during supper. Why, I knew something was different. You're not wearing overalls. He waited for her to reply. When she said nothing, he added hastily, The dress looks nice, but why are you sprucing up so? She hesitated before starting over. Well, I just... Her voice had quavered a bit, and Randall knew that she was embarrassed. He hoped his father wouldn't insist on knowing what was the matter. I just figured it was time I tried to look a little better, Ida said at last. Mr. Sutton smiled. You've always looked fine to us. We want you to be happy. That's what we care about. When Ida said nothing, he added, I'm glad you're not sick or anything. As Ida started from the room, she said softly, There's nothing wrong. She did not sound at all sure of it herself. Yeah, it's sad. So this is how she's acting now. Uh, Yes, there's no joy. Yeah, there's no joy. Which, listen... I'm conflicted. Okay. Because on the one hand, I understand how bad she feels. Um, but she's also like, what? she's like in her 20s, right? I don't know. Do they ever say how old she is? They say she's younger than dad, who's early 30s. Right. But older than the kids. So I guess she could be 19, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I imagine her being like, she's out of school, clearly. Yeah. So maybe 19, 20. Uh, I'm sure this is not the first time she's been made fun of. Why? I mean, maybe. Why is it like getting to her so much? Why is it just? Why now is she deciding when she's with a family that loves her? Why is she deciding now to treat them like garbage? Because how is she treating them like garbage? Ignoring them. Maybe she's just trying to be okay. Uh, Maybe (laughs) that's why I'm saying I don't want to be insensitive to poor Ida, who's obviously going through something. Yeah, but I feel like it's a little selfish. (laughs) She's probably take it out on the kids. (laughs) She's probably just trying to be okay. That is how that is how I read it. That she comes along and she meets a family. And I don't you I can't tell from the book whether or not like she does this with every family that she helps with or I wouldn't if be this surprised. is a special connection. But yeah, I don't know. You know, she's she's not embarrassed of herself at the beginning. She's just yeah. herself and the kids accept her and it's fine. But as soon as this comes up and she sees, oh, I mean, in the schoolyard, she looks at Randall. She's looking at him. Well, so like, maybe it's are you going to do being, something? Less about and he being didn't. made fun of and more about like them not sticking up. For yeah, her. I think that was it. It was like she felt like she had a safe family, but and yet she still felt the need to change herself. Yeah, that part I don't know. Mary if Poppins she's... would never change herself for anyone. Well, gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Poppins is magic and perfect. So. Practically perfect, Practically right? perfect in, in every way. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel like it's more of like the the betrayal kind of like they didn't stick up yeah. for me. And I'm not sure why she didn't leave after this. Yeah. Because the option, I guess, I don't, like, why is the only option that you come back to the family and then you start well, I think changing they, yourself? Yeah, Other they, than like the author obviously wants us to learn a lesson of here. Yes. But they also talk after this about how she, like, tries to prepare them for her departure. Yeah. So maybe she just felt bad leaving suddenly. Mm. And that she felt she needed to come back. But I, I don't know why she felt she needed to change herself. That point part makes no sense to me because she's clearly okay with herself. Well, you thought. Well, and then you see that. That's why it just doesn't make sense. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> because, like, if she really is upset that she got betrayed by Randall and Ellen, then that's one thing. Then she still wouldn't need to change her clothes or whatever. This is She's 20 years old. I'm sure she's been made fun of plenty of times for her yeah. clothes. If she wanted to change, she would have changed by now. Yeah. Oh. Well, she goes even a step further. Yeah. And starts curling her hair. Yeah, and doesn't do a good job. Hey, I, I, it's hard to learn how to do that. It well, took me a while. And I, and, you know, I did not look up, I can't think off the top of my head, like, what the curling irons looked like back then. I mean, I'm sure you... They heat like, them on the stove. Yeah, you heat them on the stove. God, so many people probably burn their hair off. I was off. just thinking, like, she probably burned most of her hair off, too. Yeah. So she orders shoes that don't fit. Yeah. Hobbles around, but then gets used to them. Then she tries to curl her hair. Um, Dewey's the only one that's being really sensitive to her and like, yo, you look really nice. And, uh, Randall's shame is just right there in front of him. Yeah. He feels real bad about (laughs) it. He feels really bad. And he should. I think I don't know why he didn't like just talk to her. Like they end up writing her a note. I don't remember when that happens. Is that now? No, that's next chapter. Oh. Oh yeah. Throughout this whole thing, I just got like the sinking feeling in my stomach. And it pains it pained me to read about someone having to change themselves. Yeah. 
and not feeling comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. Uh, but I think like she kind of starts to come back a little bit at the end of this chapter because they start playing checkers and she, I don't know, you get like a little glimpse like, but she's holding pretty fast to like this new, I mean, not only has she changed the way she looks, she's changing the way that she's responding to them. Yep. She's not as silly anymore. Nope. Not just, telling stories. No. Not joking around. None. I guess she's trying to be like Aunt Ernestine. <laughs> I guess she just wants to get like, is it because she wants to be what she thinks Randall wants her to be? I have no idea. That's why I was so confused about this entire thing. It didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Maybe it's, like I said, maybe it's just the author trying to teach us a lesson. Yeah. But yeah, Randall does not talk to her. They decide the best way to get this off their chest. And some people are better communicating in written form. Uh-huh. So they write her a letter. Yeah. Because I think, too, they get the idea that she's going to be leaving soon. Yeah, they already kind of know because they... I can't remember exactly what she does, but everyone kind of feels like she's preparing them yeah. for her departure. She drops hints like, you know, yeah. you need to learn how to make these biscuits yeah. yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. Because I'm not always, I'm not always gonna 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 going to be here. here. Yeah. So they find her knapsack and they so, leave her a but letter. But Randall is... Like, he leaves this note... With the intention of her reading it after she's already gone. And I'm like, wouldn't you want to have this conversation That's with her? scary, though. I guess. For a, how old is Randall? Is he like 12? Yeah. I think right. that's pretty scary. Yeah. So he puts the note in the knapsack, and then he goes outside and starts practicing for a school play where he's supposed to be a cowboy. And This is when Ida kind of really gets back to herself. Yeah. She can't help herself, I guess. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, could you show me how to lasso? And then she shows him that she's, like, the world's best lassoer. I don't know how. She's but got skills. Somehow she's, she knows. She can lasso everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's asked her to come to the school on Friday for the show, but not to watch him, but to be up there and show off her skills. And there's a spark of joy. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah. She wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next chapter, we go straight into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're at school and... Man, as soon as they brought up the bear, I was like, something's going to happen with this bear. Yeah, so this girl that's like the coordinator has a connection. Her uncle captures bears and then trains them and sells them to people. Who wants a bear? People in Georgia. I'm like, maybe you could sell it to a circus, sell it to the fair or whatever. But why are you selling it it to just random people in Blue Ridge, Georgia? Hey, they got the money. (laughs) Okay. Um... So her her uncle loans her a bear, and her cousin Wilbur is the trainer. Uh, and you know, yeah, you know something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Randall comes out. He's, oh, the whole time he's like, where's Ida? Where's Ida? And when he comes out, he finally sees her, and he's like, Ida, come on down here and show him your tricks. Yeah. And she does it. She does. And everyone's wowed and amazed. Yeah. And, you know, she, then, uh, after everyone's wowed and amazed, the bear comes out. And, of course, gets loose and is angry and nearly uh, kills one of the girls that made fun of her. Yeah. But Ida lassoed it. That's right. And pulled it away. That's right. Uh, I do like that at the end of this chapter, she's like, oh, well, if I'd known that was the girl that made fun of me, I might not have been in such a hurry to save her. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, you know, a little joking about a kid dying from a bear attack. <laughs> No big deal. Her magic's back. She's back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she did all this lassoing in the dress and the shoes, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's kind of back to her old self now, but unfortunately. A little bit too late, right? Yeah. Because the next chapter, she's gone. She's gone. Uh, she left without saying goodbye. And the twins kind of like don't want to accept it. So they're like, oh, oh she's maybe, she's at the, yeah. maybe she's at the drugstore getting ice cream. Maybe she's playing checkers with some old guys. Um, and then let's see, Randall runs into JC and JC mentions that he thinks his cousin has seen Ida in Atlanta at Candler Field. And so I'm like, what is Candler Field? Yeah. Where is that? Candler Field. Um, they say it's an airfield, but where is it now? What is it now? It's the airport. It's part of, uh. It's part of Hartsfield-Jackson? Yes. Oh. Um, so it was an airfield, but also a racetrack, like Mm. a speedway. And it's named after the founder of Coca-Cola. And part of it is, they mentioned it was like on the Delta campus and like um, some kind of Delta museum. But it's but it's at the airport. Okay. Yeah. So it's where our airport is now. Yeah. All right. And well, she's there selling, working, hot, selling dogs. hot dogs. Yeah. Um, 
let's see what else is going on a letter comes in the mail and the kids think it's all from ida but actually it's from aunt ernestine saying we're coming for thanksgiving um can't wait are the other relatives coming for thanksgiving yeah i I think yeah i think they all come and then there was talk about their own houses they do but they uh, they probably have they probably have help that watch their house i don't know i mean like i feel like if you're living in atlanta at that time yeah wouldn't you gotta have some money right i guess i don't know what 1930s atlanta is like but i'm just surprised that they don't have thanksgiving at their house oh with I their see what you're better saying. houses and i'm assuming well it's maybe house. it's more of like well mr sutton doesn't have a wife and yeah, four kids travel. so he's not going to be able yeah, to maybe he doesn't have a car for all he now. probably doesn't want to go and they're like well if we want to i mean if they want to yeah. see their family and they're feel like have they have go. a family they're just gonna yeah, have to maybe. go down there i'm just wondering why everyone's always imposing on poor mr sutton he just wants to be left alone because he needs help no <laughs> he needs the help um let's see and then there was talk about and ernestine probably staying afterwards but El- he- but ellen and randall are like hell no we can do this on we our can own. do this on our own yeah. and i think they let's see they try for the whole month of october it was really hard November was hard too and I think Mr. Sutton's kind of like no I want you guys I want you to feel like your kids I want you to have a child. Yeah, I don't want you to work so we need someone to come back yeah I think it's it's like six months it passes since after Ida leaves right I think they mentioned it's like six months or some long period of time really yeah maybe I don't know I can't remember because at one point you know they mentioned like oh September and then and then now we're in oh maybe it wasn't that long maybe I can't maybe I it was know. six weeks Oh, maybe. Maybe I've read six something. I don't know. I don't know what I read. Anyway, so we're getting close to Thanksgiving. The kids pick out a turkey. Twins get attached to it. Want to keep it as a pet. And then there's a noise outside. It's a motorcycle. And who's on it? Ida. It's Ida. She's got a motorcycle from selling them hot dogs. (laughs) And she has come back to save Thanksgiving dinner. Um, And everything's kind of like the back back to the way it was. I think at the very end of this chapter she's there with them and she's there to stay but we don't know yeah she lights up a cigarette and is like anybody want to smoke yeah and then and it's the end of the, the book end. but they don't i mean she's gonna leave them again is she i don't know you think she's gonna stay forever well i don't think so they do mention that she's kind of the type of person that doesn't like to stay she's got to keep moving she likes but adventures maybe this is just like hey i'll just keep popping in every you know six months i know that he so Quick note, I didn't talk about Robert Birch, Yeah, I was wondering. I'd never heard of him, so... I haven't either. I just noticed right here, whoop, in the beginning. So the author was born in Fayette County, Georgia, and he grew up there with seven brothers and sisters, and he draws on his childhood experiences for background material in his books. But he says the incidents come from his imagination. He passed away in 2007. Unfortunately, I did not read anything else about him, but I thought that was pretty cool that he was from Georgia. I don't know why else you would write a book about Georgia unless you lived there. <laughs> What are you saying about Georgia? It's not Romy. It's just... No, I agree. He has written more books about Ida. Oh, really? This isn't the only book about her? Yeah. Huh. I don't think there are too many, but I do remember glimpsing like Ida like during Christmas time. Oh. So, so she I like think a... she is with the Sutton here. I'm going to I'm going to Google. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know what other books we have. Christmas with Ida Early. That's the only other one. Oh. So okay, there is one so other just one. one other one. Let's so she see. at least stayed till Christmas. <laughs> well, I want to see if this is another family. Maybe she just like peace. No, surely not. Okay, yeah, she's still with the Suttons. I w- I would think it would be really <laughs> odd for her to suddenly <laughs> be with a new family. I'm staying for Thanksgiving, and then I'm gone, and then I'm gonna go spend <laughs> Christmas with some other family. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um. So I still enjoyed this book. It was okay. Let me let me read. What, oh gosh, where are my thoughts? Thoughts. Well, I did on it. Okay, so before I say all that, I wasn't sure that she was going to come back. Did you think she was going to come back? I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. I kind of hoped that she would, because otherwise it would have been a real depressing end. <laughs> it's like, sorry, she's not coming back, yeah. kids, and you're stuck with your old Anna yep. staying for and, the rest yeah. of your like, life. Like, how would you end it if she didn't come back? Everyone's like sad, and she ne- and they never saw her again. The end. <laughs> Like, that would be a terrible ending. She had to come back. Or at least, I thought, when the letter came, I thought maybe she'd write them a really long letter, and it could have ended like that. Yeah. It could have ended like, 
I'm gonna write you a letter every month or something. And yeah. You're like, oh, cool. She's I'll out send having you adventures. Postcards yeah. of my adventures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that could have been a good ending. Um, actually, probably a better ending than this. Because, really? Yeah, because like she's not gonna stay. So. So is that good for the kids to have somebody in and out of their lives like that? Yeah, I don't know. Probably better than Anna Ernestine. Well, yeah, that's true. Because even if she, if she hadn't come back and she were just writing them letters or whatever, they'd still be stuck with Anna Ernestine. So mm-hmm. no one wants that. No. Um, so, yeah, I still enjoyed this book. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was better than I thought it was going to be, too, because I was expecting the war. <laughs> I was expecting another Blue, Blue Willow. Willow. <laughs> Where everything's drawn out. Yeah. And, yeah, no. and, like, really nothing happened in that book. And, like... Nothing important happened in this book, but at least it was like a lot of little adventures yeah. that all had their own interesting... The pace was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you don't think she was magic? No. I think she was magic. No, I think she was just a skilled person with a lot of life experience. How, but how can you do that with a feather duster? How can you do that with... I mean, like, wasn't there something small that she threw, too, that ended up... I don't remember. There's just no way. But. Oh, she threw a magazine and it, it landed right on the bedside table or something. Yeah. Like, How can you I do just, that? I that's mean, magic. Just, no, I just that's think magic. that's the author not knowing what's physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was magic. I think she was just, she had a life and she's done a lot of things. And, and she's just skilled. Yeah. She spent a lot, I mean, she spends a lot of time in the barn just throwing things. Yeah. And, and obviously worked on a farm and learned how to lasso things. Who knows? It's magic. No. Um, cool. Well, yes. I'm glad that you enjoyed it better than Blue Willow. Oh, definitely. Can we... Can we? Uh, maybe take... I'll be done with all these depression era. I was just era. wondering. I was like, could we maybe like, I don't know... Take a break from these? Pick a different era? But I like them so much. What do you like about depression era? I like... I guess I like the simplicity of it as far as... I like learning about their chores... God, that sounds boring. (laughs) I'm making a face like, what? (laughs) I like learning about their chores, what their daily life had to be like. It's so simplistic. And it's also um, just survival type of thing, too. I know that, and I may have mentioned this um, when we were talking about Blue Willow or some other book, but PBS did a a little show. I can't remember the name of it, but they took modern families and put them in like pioneer type settings see, to that, see if they could survive. Well, I would find that interesting. It was fascinating. No, that's interesting. And I'm not, I, I might watch like a documentary about like how things were done in depression era, but I just don't find fiction about that time very interesting because just like, I feel like just nothing ever happens. They just live such dull, dreary lives. No, they're doing so many things. <laughs> they're shearing sheep and making yarn and then they're making a blanket from it. <laughs> Like I said, maybe watching a documentary about that might be okay, but if I want to read a fun fiction story, that's not what I want to read You don't want to read about somebody like building a fire Mm -hmm. or feeding a sow and... Only if it were like a dystopian setting. Or Or there's some mirror where somebody's been... Yeah. And and suddenly we have to like live in a maze and kill our own pigs. (laughs) Then I'm interested. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. They had a farm life in Maze yeah, Runner. Yeah, in Maze Runner, they were basically living Great Depression era. Like, but there was that other mystery element to it. Okay. Just everybody's humdrum lives. But see, I think that's true of almost any setting. It's just Depression era is just more boring than other settings. <laughs> but I don't really want to read any book that's yeah, just like everyone's a slice of life day type to day of thing. life. Yeah. yeah. Unless your life is real fucking interesting and... <laughs> It's only interesting if there's magic or uh, dystopia <laughs> mystery, or some sort of mystery or murder, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then it's not really everyday life, is it? No, it's not. All right. So, but I would like to read, I don't know, All are right. there any books you liked about the twenties? Uh, except Great Gas because that book's terrible. Uh, I did, okay. Not read look, that. I didn't even read that book really? because oh, it was, God, I could had not. No. I was supposed to read it. Oh, but you just didn't. I didn't read it. I read the cliff notes. I could not get into that book. I tried. The way that they write it, it's the writing in that. It's just so very pretentious. I hate it. And the only reason people liked it is because it was short. Like, it was a lot shorter than all the other books that we had to read. And some people were like, yeah. (laughs) I love this book. Do you really And there is a murder in it. So I guess. Okay. Well, wait. 
uh, of mice and men. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I hated that. We're not gonna read that. Thank I'll give God. you. A, I'll give you a break. That one's the, like animals die, people die. It's a horrible story. I'm sure there's lots of lessons, <laughs> right? I can't remember. Don't be mean to all, look. Mentally all I, impaired all I remember, people. I do remember reading that book, and I I remember watching the movie afterwards. Yeah. Gary Sinise was yeah. in this version, and that was the first time I saw him, and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this cute man? Yeah, we watched the movie after we read it as well, but like I slept during the movie because <laughs> because I had already read that awful book, and I was like, I know what happens, and I don't like it, so yeah. I'm just gonna sleep over here. Yeah. <laughs> We won't read that one. Man, I think I'll quit. I'll quit choosing books that that were, you know, school books. If, well, so I have a few that I actually have put into my mind. One of the ones that I really liked that I actually don't remember much about was the Westing Game, which we read. Yes. That one's about a mystery. I never read that, but I remember. So my mom's a school teacher. I remember teacher, really liking it. And but I that remember was like her grade. students read that. Yeah. So I remember seeing the book around, but I, I never did, like, got to read it. I did like a report on it and everything, but like I literally haven't read it since then, so I don't really remember anything that happens other than that there's murder. So I'm interested. So, in, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> That's in up murder. your alley. And then the one I mentioned at the beginning, named Homecoming, which was the only thing I remember about that one is that a I hated it, and at the time it seemed really long. I wonder how long it is because I remember being like, "God, this book is so oh, long." Wait. wait, what about Bridge to Terabithia? Ugh. <laughs> Were we going to read that one? Yeah, I did say we should reread it so we could experience <laughs> it again together. And that's also <gasps> one that everybody hates. Because yeah. it's another, like, why do they keep it's a boring why do slice they... of life, but then someone dies. Spoiler. I'm sure why everybody they, knows. Why do they keep assigning those books if they know everybody doesn't like it? I guess it's like it's Eat Your Broccoli. It's on a list, like some Eat board your somewhere. Some pretentious board of, like, snooty snoots decided that it, you know, was deep and, like, meaningful for children. And so they... I think it was kind of traumatizing for people. I mean, it definitely stuck with me. Like, I don't want to read something like this ever again. Where the Red Friend grows? Yes, that was another one. Why they keep wanting to depress people? I don't know. Could we read happy things? I mean, like, it's important for children to feel those things, and a safe way to do that is through reading. Maybe. But uh, that stuff sticks with you. I just don't understand the purpose of those kinds of books, but, like, I understand the historical ones. Mm -hmm. It's a way to learn about history Mm -hmm. in a more fun way than just reading a textbook. But the ones like Where the Red Fern Grows and Bruce's Terabithia, that's just a sad fucking story about dead things. And I just, why do you want to make people sad? Because it's part of life. I don't understand why the Westing game was ever like a school book. And I think it, I don't know if it still is, but like it was like a, well, I know it was like a Newberry Award winner. So mm-hmm. that was probably the literally the only reason. But I don't remember there being anything educational in there. I just remember a murder and a girl who wore don't. like a witch's hat. Okay. It's not, that's, that's not a, a, all right. That sounds good. There's like a young girl, I can't remember her name, and I think she wore a witch's hat. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time. So that'll be on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll definitely, we'll definitely have to read that. Okay. I'll try to, I mean, the only other thing that I've got would be Little House on the Prairie, because I did enjoy that. But we can, you know, maybe we'll do that for next year, so you've got some time. <laughs> Give me some time before we read another plantation Plunge into book. a pioneer type yeah. of book. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess that's it. We got on a tangent about well, school books, so, which reminds me, why don't you share on our social media what your favorite and least favorite school book was? Huh? Yeah, I want, I want people oh, to Oh, you're us. saying to them. I thought you were saying to me. No. I'm like, what? No. Oh, I yeah, want yeah. Okay. the listeners to tell us on Instagram or Twitter Yes. Um, what your favorite and least favorite book you remember reading in school was and why. Yeah, and it can be, you know, elementary school, middle school, yeah. high school. Yeah, anytime you were forced to read a book. I mean, I I feel like most of my high school books I really didn't enjoy. I don't remember any in high school, to be honest. Really? Well, no, wait, Lord of the Flies. Oh, I would have loved to have read that. We never got to read that. <gasps> I feel like we never were forced to read books in high the school. What about Scarlet Letter? No, we never, I, I don't know, maybe, I was in AP oh. English and we didn't have to read books. You, wait. We did short stories and stuff, and we did, like, Canterbury Tales, and we had to, like, oh, read... Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah. Ugh. So we did that, and then we also had to read, like, a short story and do, like, a really... But we got to choose the short story. Mm. I chose The Yellow Wallpaper, which is about a lady who goes through postpartum depression and goes insane. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
It was interesting. <laughs> you might like that. It's slice of life. <laughs> I don't know if I want to read that now that I'm postpartum. <laughs> well, she she also goes through some like uh, some. I guess abuse by her husband. Jesus Christ! Well, no, the, I don't want to read that. The abuse, no, not physical abuse. The abuse is that he leaves her in this room because he can't deal with her because she's <gasps> like, you know, having postpartum and she's oh going through some shit. And so he leaves her in this room with yellow wallpaper, and all she has to do all day is look at the yellow wallpaper. So she starts to like see things in it. Oh, hell no! <laughs> I found this it fascinating. Like a nightmare. I mean, it was a nightmare, but I found it super fascinating because it was I'll, like all I'll, psychological and stuff. I'll wait. I'll wait to read that one, <laughs> dude. Yeah, we're gonna read that. And now that I thought about it, we we could read a short story. I did a whole fucking paper on it. I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah, of do stuff you have to that it. paper? I want to know. No, why oh. would I have that paper? I probably typed it on like a school computer, printed it out, and then it's gone forever. Oh, but there's a lot. Been a lot of stuff done on it, so. Okay. Big, huge tangent on this episode. Sorry. You uh, I mean, you don't have to include any of it. Oh, no, I'm including it all. Okay. But yes, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Let's, let's hear about. What's our Instagram? Oh, God. What is it? <laughs> Growing up bookish. Growing up bookish on Instagram. Yes. And G-U-B. Underscore. Underscore. Podcast. Pod? Podcast. Pro- wait. I don't know. What's Twitter? <laughs> you know what? I'll make. After this, I'll make like a. Podcast. Okay. Yeah. G-U-B underscore podcast is Twitter. And then yeah. our Instagram is growing up bookish. Growing up bookish on Twitter. Uh, yeah. On Instagram. Stop. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stop confusing. talking now. Yeah. So, uh. Tune in and let us know what you think. We want to we wanna hear from you what your favorite school books are. Well, what are we doing next time? It's your pick, right? Next time? Um, are we want to read the second let's, let's Dark go for Visions? It. Let's go for it. Well, okay, so I didn't bring the book, so I can't read the back of it, but it's basically the second in the L.J. Smith Dark Visions series where uh, it's called... I don't remember what the second one is called. Oh, wait. Emma has it. The Possessed. The Possessed. Okay, yeah, I remember kind of what happens now. But basically, all we know is when we left off, they were leaving to go see this random White House that Caitlin has in a vision to save themselves from Mr. Zietz. Because they want to, like, not just save themselves, they want to stop him, although they didn't murder him when they had the chance, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know what their idea of stopping him is. I don't know either. Maybe they just want to destroy that crystal, the grotesque, obscene one. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's... Who knows? But couldn't it? Oh, anyway. uh, who we'll, knows? We'll, but that's, we'll that's what we'll the next it. one's about, yeah. so that's what we're going to do next. So. Yay. All right. I'm in it. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.